Welcome to Business Ninjas, brought to you by Write For Me, where you'll hear from business leaders who are out there growing their business and slaying it every day. Learn from the masters. Let's get started. Hey, everybody. Welcome back for another episode of Business Ninjas. I'm here today with Darren McGarrow. He's the founder and president at DSM. Darren, welcome to the show. Elsie, thanks for having me. How are you? I'm doing great. Thanks. So, Darren, tell me a little bit about yourself. A little bit about myself. Uh, we can go back to the chunk in the Goonie days. You want me to go <laughs> um, no, we um, founded DSM uh, sort of on a whim 16 years ago. It'll be 16 years in February. Uh, I've been going at it. It's my Jerry Maguire story. Um, left uh, another agency with a laptop that I bought <laughs> and just felt there was a better way to do it. And so... Um, here we are 16 years later with the company uh, on a personal side, a little bit about myself. I've been married for 17 years to my high school sweetheart. We have three kids, 13, 11, and seven, uh, Olivia, Luca, and Tessa. And uh, we are very busy these days. We are very busy <laughs> parents these days. <laughs> I hear that. I hear that. So the Jerry Maguire started, you left with a laptop. Tell me what is DSM? DSM is a full service marketing firm, um, started really off as a traditional marketing firm, traditional advertising. That was my background. I worked at large agencies in Manhattan, uh, doing television buying. Mm -hmm. uh, so it started off as that, uh, that in a creative shop, uh, with my ex-partner and basically 16 years later, we really transformed into we still do some traditional, but I would say 85% of what we do is now strictly digital and creative. Mm -hmm. um, you know, the analytical side of it, a lot more data, data points and KPIs to be able to make pivots and just be better with the information we're getting. Yeah, totally. Tell me a little bit more about what that digital marketing looks like. Mm -hmm. Uh, we're vertical agnostic. So it really all depends on the client. Uh, mm -hmm. we still have our first client that ever came into the agency, which is a men's haberdashery. Oh, um, you know, it's my, my buddy's 45, 46 now year old, uh, tailor shop that him and his, him and his, well, his father and his grandfather started and now he and his dad run, mm -hmm. um, all the way to three national clients, you know, two in, in, uh, in the, pharma space and one in the and one in the um uh, insurer tech space um so it really it runs the gamut uh, yeah. everything though our, our digital team does a really good job for a size shop that we are like 16 17 people um everything is run on data and those pivots are all made so you know not that we're unique to that i think that's mm -hmm. where the sort of industry is going mm -hmm. but um that's a, that's a lot of, of what we do now. And we mm -hmm. have an element of really good creative. We have a really awesome creative team that yeah. brings those ideas to life. Um, and I think it's, you know, we, it, all the credit goes to the team. They, they are really good at what they do and they're really good humans. So it makes mm -hmm. going to work a good time. <laughs> yeah. 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 Absolutely. And I'm sure it makes it easier too. like, as you've been able to grow the company, seeing, you know, a successful team. So it's been 16 years. Talk to me a little bit. What about what the growth has looked like for DSM? <laughs> the growth has been, well, literally started from zero. Yeah, um, totally. First year probably did like, I don't know, 
I don't even, I didn't even know what I was doing. Um, literally like I didn't have a clue, probably did like 80 grand. And over the course of time, you know, like we're now into DSM 7.0, probably, um, it's grown through two offices. We just got out of, uh, you know, the last five years of our office lease. So now we're all working remotely mm-hmm. The iterations and the growth have been, um, as as weird as it sounds it's it's all been incremental but it's been stop and then go and then go 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 and building and growing and you know we're actually double the size of what we were in 2019 right now and we have six less people and that's mainly due to our you know our cfo and our coo who have really streamlined efficiencies and um you know made the team sort of like everybody's rowing the boat and like the canoe in the same direction. So when everybody's playing their part, uh, it makes it easy for me to sort of be the, the brand ambassador for the company. Obviously my initials are on the door, but it makes it really easy to be able to lead when everybody is doing their part. And if everybody knows their role and enjoys playing it and does it really well, uh, everything just kind of, kind of the symmetry just works. Yeah. Yeah. Talk to me a little bit about what that leadership kind of transfer has looked like for you and how you've been able to be, like you said, more of a brand ambassador. What does that look like? Uh, It's probably one of the things that over the course of the 16 years that I think that I do best, uh, not micromanaging is a key part of it. Mm -hmm. Uh, Having the trust of our, you know, our COO Zinka and our CFO Charlene. when you have two really awesome people in those positions to run operations and finance and they're like, dude, get out of the way. Like, let us do our job. You do your job. Like they don't want to be out and about leading, you know, being the face of the company. Um, Again, I I think it goes into knowing your role and playing it uh, really well. And I think, you know, we've fostered a culture over the last three years of building, um, a middle management team as well. Mm-hmm. That's been vital to both Zinka and Charlene being able to get out of the weeds. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, with Dan or with Meredith or with Derek, you know, our creative director or VP of accounts or director of strategy, th- we've given them the leeway mm-hmm. to grow and to be able to like grow into their role as, as a manager or a mm-hmm. director, mm-hmm. but also they know that if anything ever happens, like they have nothing to worry about. Like, mm-hmm. not, you know, the only way you get fired from DSM is to steal from the company. Like they know that they can make a mistake or their team can make a mistake, or they know that they can, they can really like do their job without worry. If, if a client, you know, is not seeing eye to eye, they can say no, or they can come to one of us and be like, look, I, I need help here. And we got them. And I think that's, that's been like a really elemental part of why we have done so well over the the last few years during a time that frankly, like nobody gave me a playbook in 2020 to be like, Hey, we're going to navigate a global pandemic. Like, right. (laughs) I had no clue how to do it, but it really, the people that were there then are still here now. And I think that it's sort of a, a mutual trust that has been been able to um, be sort of fostered, I guess, yeah. amongst yeah. the agency. 
Yeah. So besides having kind of that solid, you know, leadership team working on that, those mid-level execs too, having, you know, good, good, solid leadership and the trust that, you know, job security always is important. What are some other ways that DSM has been able to kind of stand out in the space? Uh, the transparency, I think the accountability, um, mm-hmm. the clients that we've had, we, you know, the team's done a really good job this year. It hasn't always been easy, but I would say, you know, at any given time, we probably have anywhere between 15 and 18 clients at the agency. Mm-hmm. Um, they've all increased their budgets and that's not due to me. That's got nothing to do. I mean, I guess it, you have to trust who you're going to work with. Mm-hmm. So that ultimately is paramount. But I think that what makes us stand apart is our selectivity with regards to the clients that we have. The relationship is super important. Mm-hmm. Um, the vibe test is super important. Okay. Um, and I think that one of the big things, you know, like our CFO, every, every client is a good client, but if, yeah. if as we're going through the sales process, if, it's, if one of us says it's not a good fit, like we'll be able to have a dialogue, but if it's not a good fit, it's not a good fit. I don't care yeah. if it's a $5 million or $5. Yeah. Um, so that, that's where the trust is. That's what really made us stand out. Um, yeah, that's great. We, we enjoy working with people. They enjoy working with us and we, we've done good work. Yeah. Yeah. So kind of talking about trends and what you've seen as kind of the ideal client persona, talk to me a little bit about what that may look like. I think it's unique to each yeah. agency or to each you know company. For us, uh, there are certain budgetary requirements that are, you know, we're not a solopreneur or what, you know, or we're not a hundred person agency. So there are certain dynamics that go into it. I think the relationship is really important. Uh, we are vertical agnostic as an agency. So it, you know, one of the things I think that's built into the DNA of DSM since like day one, just because it was me in a front porch with a laptop, if we don't know how to do something, We'll figure out how to do it. And I think uh, th- there's there's a lot of companies that either they don't want to do that or it doesn't fit their business model, which is fine. Mm-hmm. Um, we've always, from, from sort of day one, have always been like, look, if we don't know how to do it, we'll figure out how to do it. And if we're really not a good fit, I think one of the things that's really helped us is... We're th- we deal with a lot of companies that are within 100 miles of, of here. Okay. And there's a trust factor that needs to be had. Like the, the face-to-face, when we had an office, we had a ton of face-to-faces. And now that you know we're not in an office, we can go to a shared workspace and still have a meeting. Mm-hmm. Uh, being accountable, I think that was always very important and, and stood out. Um, the work we, that we do, there's thousands of other firms that do the mm-hmm. same thing that we do. And mm-hmm you know, they do it as well or better than we do. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I think the work is one part of the success equation. I think the relationship plays just as much of a role and, and knowing when it's not the right fit or knowing when, you know, not just saying yes to say yes. Um, that's really helped us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Break it down a little bit more for me on kind of the services that DSM can offer, because I know it's different for every different client kind of based on what they need. Break it down a little bit more for me. 
Yeah. So from DSM standpoint, we have a creative team, we have a digital strategy team, we have an account management team, and we have uh, one woman who's been with the agency for 14 years. Uh, shout out to Christine. Uh, she handles all the traditional in the agency. Like I said, we still do. Um, we have like, I would say probably three of the first five clients the agency ever had. And when we started wow. in 07, digital was not a really a thing yet. Yeah. Um, so that's really us in a nutshell. I mean, we, we work with some other partners. We do videography. You know, we have a partner we work with. We have photographers that we can work with. We have a PR, uh, partner, a sister agency that we work with, but we really try to keep it, you know, focused on what we do and try to be really good at that. Uh, yeah. and find partners or learn. We're big on learning. Uh, yeah. He has a ton of resources. We're doing training right now, uh, within HubSpot Academy for some of our, you know, newer folks big on training, but that's, that's, that's really us in a nutshell. We don't try to be everything to everybody. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And no need to be, because it sounds like, you know, you've had 16 years of success. You've got it streamlined down to, you know, having less employees, but being larger than you already were and really streamlining all the processes. Yeah, to to Charlene and Zinka's credit, we were actually we had a meeting yesterday. We have a weekly meeting uh, between the three of us. There's not much more efficiency that I'd like to the late to to their credit. Like, mm-hmm. ladies did a really good job mm-hmm. of making sure that I, I don't know how else to say. Like, we are who we are, and we really mm-hmm. enjoy being that. Yeah, we're never going to be a fifty person agency. Yeah, uh, I. I and that's okay. We'll probably yeah. never be a five person agency again. And that's okay as well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. So I, I think it's being comfortable in your own skin, knowing what you're good at, what you want to be, mm-hmm. the people you want to do it with. I think that's super important um, to success. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we have some new employees that came in this year and some of the notes that I've gotten from them coming from other places where, you know, you hear, the great resignation or, you know, quiet quitting and all these things. And then they come here and they're like, we really like it. And we, you know, we're not used to this. And I'm like, well, just enjoy. I, like, I, I kind of don't know what to say. Cause I'm like, this is the way we've been for yeah. since day one. So, right. you know, you can let your guard down. You can, yeah. you can know that your boss has your back. Even if you're wrong, you can, you can make a mistake. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of our newer employees come up to me and she's like, I made a mistake and you would have thought like she turned white, like the blood drained out of her head. I'm like, relax, we'll fix it. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it's all about, you know, failing smart, I guess, is because the, there's no such thing as failing, I don't think. I think everything's a learning opportunity, as cliche that is to say. Um, but it's a learning opportunity and it sounds like you allow your employees to have that space to have those learning opportunities. Not only is it a learning opportunity, but like we're all human. Mm-hmm. Totally. Oh, and if a, if a client, it, it gets to, you know, we've had a few situations over the years where if a client doesn't understand that, like they can talk to me. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'll jump on that grenade every day of the week. <laughs> I, I, you know, like everybody at the agency, whether they're here now or they were here 10 years ago, my, my take on it has always been similar to me. Everybody's sacrificing something. You know, some people sacrifice money for experience. Some people sacrifice experience for money, you know, work-life balance. You know, DSM has always been, um, as we grew, 
sort of the senior people have, have always been, it's been like an enclave for New York City expats mm -hmm. uh, that didn't want the 18 hour grind. Our, our COO came, she was, you know, working at a big magazine and she's like, I don't want to do the Devil Wears Prada anymore. Yeah. You know? I, I said to her, I'm like, I can't pay you what they pay you. And she's like, maybe I don't want that anymore. Yeah. And so that's, that's, that's been something that's really, I call it serendipity. The people around me, they're like, no, it's, it's what you guys is, is what you guys have is something special mm -hmm. and the people around you can see it. But when you're in it day to day, you yeah. don't realize it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So. Yeah. So you mentioned earlier kind of the transition from being super hands-on. Well, I shouldn't say that. You're still hands-on, but being having the you know the say that this well, I shouldn't say that. How do I say this? From you went from being the COO, the CEO, the CFO, all of those to pulling in great people to take those positions. And now you've transferred into more of like the, the founder, the president role, but being able to build that and be the brand ambassador. Correct me if I'm wrong, but you kind of started a podcast too, to kind of venture into that space, right? Yeah. So I wish it sounded as cool as you just put it, but it really, it happened um, sort of out of not a tragedy, but it was it was a sad time. So during COVID, um, my, my mentor, I had this idea in my head. I've always been like a big gratitude guy. Mm -hmm. So I had this idea in my head that I wanted to start a podcast. Like at that point, every it was like August, 2020, like everybody and their dad was doing a, a podcast. Mm -hmm. So I was like, how do I do this? And I spoke to a buddy, um, that I knew from 25 years ago from working in Manhattan uh, shout out to my buddy, Casey Delapena. And he posted something about like humility and gratitude on LinkedIn. And I said, dude, I hadn't talked to this guy in like 15 years. Mm -hmm. I was like, Casey, I got to talk to you today. I've had this idea rattle in my head and you literally got me off the precipice that I'm going to do this. And so we mm -hmm. talked for the first time in 15 years I did homage and it's been, I just recorded episode 27 yesterday um, and I'll be recording 28 tomorrow. Um, and really it was built out of um, my dad passed away when I was 18 and I had a gentleman who lived next door uh, to me who kind of became a second dad for lack of a better word. He kind of took me under his wing, made sure I got through college when I decided to you know, I, I wasn't, there was a point in time in the late nineties, I wasn't going to go back to college. He's like, yeah, 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 I'll get you a job. He had a big job at Viacom in Manhattan and he knew a construction, a guy he graduated St. John's with. And mm -hmm. he's like, yeah, I'm going to get you a, you know, you're going to be a laborer. I'm going to get you a union card. You're going to be making mad bank. Like it'll be great. And my mom was like, yeah, yeah, go send him. What he didn't tell me is I was going to be hanging up fire retardant for 14 hours, hanging from a harness belt in, in, so <laughs> in skyscrapers in Manhattan. So basically he had the whole thing mapped out. He knew I was going to go back to college mm -hmm. and, but he took care of me in the process, yeah. you know, made sure I made money. You know, my mom, I was the product of a second marriage. So when my dad passed away, I was an only child. My mom was working three jobs mm -hmm. um, just to get me through college. And he basically took me under his wing. He passed away suddenly in August of 20 or July or August of 2020. Mm -hmm. And I was like, and this is right when Casey put that post out. So I was like, I have to do this right now. Yeah. Yeah. And so the first one was my mom, um, you know, as a gratitude to her. And it's, there's, 
I haven't always been this way. And I'll, I'll say this openly. It's the first five to seven years of DSM were like this meteoric rise. And I had lost my humility. Um, it was there, but I didn't show it in, in a lot of instances that I should have. And so since like the last three years have really been an exercise for me in getting back to how I was raised, how I should do things, um, learning that, you know, things could change like this, you you never know. And so that was, uh, that was how it was born. Sort of the idea was born out of. Yeah. And it, it's called homage. So you're paying, you know, homage to all of the gratitude and humility and, you know, the people in your life that have made you to who you are and assisted in kind of the journey that you've had. It's got nothing to do. I mean, it's got to do with business. I, have, you know, I've now done homages on like friends, my mom, mm-hmm. my mentor's daughter, um, people that I've known in business, my first baseball coach growing up, like, yeah. Very little of it has to do with business. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are lessons to be had, but it's more of like me keeping myself grounded mm-hmm. and telling the people in my life that meant something to me, like what they meant yeah, and, and why. And, and some of them, I hadn't talked to, you know, one of my bosses when I left my agency in Manhattan was, you know, probably episode 13 or 14, uh, my boss, Ava. And I just reached out to her. I hadn't talked to her in probably 15 years. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, I want to interview you. She's like, for what? What did I do? And I was <laughs> like, I just want to interview you to say thank you for yeah. taking the time when I was in my early 20s from like 22 to 27 to really show me the ropes. You didn't have to do it. So a yeah. lot of the times you didn't even realize you were doing it. Yeah. But you showed me how to do things the right way. You showed me to do things with you know, um, with integrity and you showed me how to be a, you know, ultimately you weren't there when I, we were there when I got married, but you weren't there when I had my three kids. But now it's like, I'm passing those lessons on Mm -hmm. to my two daughters and my son. Yeah. And so that's where the sort of, I want people, I want people to understand that we need to keep like similar to, you know, what you said before cliche, I know it's cliche, but like, this information and this knowledge and this mindset need to be passed on through generation or generation to generation. Otherwise it's, it's going to stop and people mm-hmm. are just going to be so self self wrapped up that they're not even going to think about other people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it sounds too, like you've been able to transfer those values and lessons into DSM. I sure hope so. <laughs> uh, I, 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 whether this goes on another five seconds or it goes on another 50 years, you know, like my kids now say, Oh, like they're old enough to, they're like, we want to run DSM. You know, my wife's family business, they're in the quarry business and they've been around for like 120 years. And, you know, there's not that much that's sexy about rocks and, you know, (laughs) asphalt. Um, They're like, we want to do what you do. I'm like, okay. Like, but they don't, you know, they get to see when we have office parties or, yeah. you know, and the people that are there, you know, yeah. um, some people that have been around for, like I said, Christine's been with me now for, it'll be 14 years. Mm-hmm. Um, she's Aunt Christine. Like that's, <laughs> that's what it's about. To yeah. me. You know, yeah. um, the family element, I know it's, there are, there are 
believers in that. And then there are the pro, you know, the people that are like a work family. It's not a family, Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. family, there's no like money exchange and things Mm -hmm. like that. And I don't think it has to be based on that. I just think it's like, if somebody needs me, they know I'm there. Yeah. And that's what's most important. Yeah. Yeah. So Darren, if you were to leave our listeners with something kind of either about the humility that we just talked about, the lessons that you've been able to instill, you know, in, in your kids, in, in your employees that work with you at DSM in the space uh, or just DSM in general, what would you want to leave our listeners with? <laughs> There's a lot of lessons I'd like to leave that I made mistakes with. Um, one of my one of my favorite quotes is people will forget what you do people will forget what you say say but people will never forget how you made them feel um i love that quote i i i just it it it's the epitome of leadership to me is that you could do something to hurt somebody they'll move like they may not forget it but they'll move on you may say something they're going to forget it. But if you make somebody feel like they are the center of the universe, even for a short period of time, and you're focused in on them, um, that's what I want. That's what I'd want to pass to my to the folks at DSM mm-hmm. and what I'd hope that they would pass on to the people in their lives. Um, Maya Angelou, when she came up with that quote, um, you know, and she came up with many, many really great quotes. She was way smarter than I'll ever be. Um, it really, you know, if somebody moves on to another gig after DSM, you know, I always try to write a handwritten note, just showing gratitude. Mm-hmm. And I always leave them with that because I mm-hmm. feel like if you, mm-hmm. if you give somebody tangible, something, somebody, something tangible mm-hmm. like that, mm-hmm. they'll, you know, it's not something that costs anything. Mm-hmm. Go and do it. Yeah. You know, go and be a better person. Go make somebody else's life. Hopefully I made, I was able to be a part of something that made your life a little bit better. Go and do that for somebody else. And if we each even did that three times in our lives, like think of how much better the world would be. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm actually a social worker by trade. So making people feel heard, making people feel welcomed is a core, a core tenet of my beliefs. But it also, you know, I've said it before, it sounds like you've been able to instill that in your employees, the trust that you'll have their back, the trust that, you know, you you'll hear them, you'll allow them to make mistakes, but you value them as a person above all else. I sure hope so. Wow, that was really good. Um, I sure hope that that is the way they feel. Um I've tried to do that. I'm still learning. I still have a lot of learning to go. Um, And there are days that are more difficult than others. Um, But overall, um, I'm I'm going with your answer. Your answer. Final answer. (laughs) Final answer. Well, Darren, this has been a really great podcast, a great conversation. I really appreciate you being on Business Ninjas today. Thank you again. Thanks so much for having me, Kelsey. Hey. Are you a business ninja? Want to be interviewed like this? Give us a shout. Go to www.writeforme.io, W-R-I-T-E-F-O-R-M-E dot I-O, and schedule a time to meet with us, and we'll make it happen. Keep slaying it, y'all.